This is Adam Holst. Thanks for tuning into this episode of my podcast. The NFL playoffs are here, and I am back with a brand new episode, which is, of course, brought to you by La Touraine, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Go to their website, latourain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com, and you use my promo code, three capital letters, A-H-S. That will get you 10% off your entire order at LaTourain.com. We are brought to you by Pick'em Wars, free-to-play contest, real cash prizes. It's simple, it's easy, you just go to Pick'emWars.com, you enter the contest for free, if you get the most picks right, you win real cash. Check them out today. We are brought to you by Team Clicks, T-E-A-M-C-L-I-X, They have team-branded sunglasses and blue light blockers. Any team you can think of, any league you want. Really cool designs. I love them. I use them myself. Use my promo code, all capital letters, Adam Hulse Sports at TeamClicks.com. That same promo code, all capital letters, Adam Hulse Sports, will also get you all of your best deals and offers at Fanatics.com. Fanatics has team branded literally anything you could possibly think of that you would need or want your team's logo on. They make it at Fanatics.com. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you use my code. I also want to give a shout out to Rave On Sports. I have been hosting Dallas Cowboys games on the Rave On Sports apps this year. I've also hosted a couple of New York Knicks games and Villanova Wildcats basketball games. Really cool app if you haven't checked it out yet. We live chat during the game. We battle chat against people from other teams. It's a whole lot of fun. It's a brand new experience, a new way to watch the games. If you haven't checked them out yet, just download the Rave On Sports app. Okay, so one last thing I want to say before getting into this episode. All of those great deals and offers can all be found in one place on my Linktree account. The direct link for that is in the bio section of both my Twitter page as well as my Instagram page. The handle on both of those is at Adam Hulse Sports. Make sure you follow me on both of those while you're there. Click on the link and all those deals I just rattled off at the top of the episode can all be found in one place. Just check out Instagram or Twitter at Adam Hulse Sports. Okay, so the NFL regular season is officially in the books. There were definitely some surprises this year. There were some teams that made it to the playoffs that were not so much of a surprise. Some of the big favorites came through. There were definitely some letdowns, a few surprise teams. I will be coming back with another podcast episode later that's going to kind of recap the whole season. I'll talk about some of the preseason picks that I made before the year started. We'll recap the year as a whole and preview the offseason. That's not what I'm going to do on this episode. On this episode, it's all about the NFL playoffs, right? I'm going to go through all the matchups in the first round. I'm going to give my picks for each game. I'm going to kind of fill out my playoff bracket and give a little bit of a breakdown about what I think is going to happen this year through the playoffs. So entire picks and previews for the NFL playoffs this year. I'll go matchup by matchup and I'll start with the first one which is the kickoff game on Saturday between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. 
Look, double-digit point spread on this game, and rightfully so. The San Francisco 49ers are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Double-digit point spread, double-digit winning streak. Ever since they got Christian McCaffrey, this team has really kind of taken off. They lost quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. They haven't lost a stride since rookie Brock Purdy came in to replace him. Purdy's 6-0 in his NFL career now. He's playing great football. The only question mark that I have with this Niners team, because obviously they can run the ball with McCaffrey. He's got to stay healthy, of course. They have all the weapons on the receivers. They have the best defense in the NFL, the likely defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa. For me, the one and only question mark about the Niners' success is going to be Brock Purdy. Now, I said he's 6-0 and he's playing great, but he's a rookie quarterback. He's making his first playoff appearance, obviously. Most quarterbacks in their first playoff appearances don't usually fare all that well, and it's easy to forget that Purdy only has six NFL starts in his career. Remember, this is pretty much the same Niners team, minus McCaffrey, of course, that couldn't get it done with Jimmy Garoppolo, an experienced veteran quarterback. Now, can Brock Purdy be better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Of course he can, but six games in the regular season and playing very well in them is not necessarily a preview of how he will do in the postseason. We all know postseason football is a lot different than regular season football. It's a lot more intense. There's way more pressure. Every play matters. It's a whole different experience for quarterbacks who have never been there before. All players, but especially quarterbacks, dealing with that kind of pressure. So I just want to see how Brock Purdy responds to all of that. I don't think it's going to matter all that much in the game against the Seahawks. I just think that the 49ers are so much better than the Seahawks. They've already played them twice, so they're very familiar with them. Geno Smith, great story this year. Many people, myself included, thought that the Seahawks would be one of the very worst teams in the entire NFL this season. I think I picked them to finish in last place and get the number one overall draft pick. They surprised me. They surprised a lot of people. Geno Smith definitely having a career year. Apparently, Pete Carroll knew what he was doing by keeping Geno Smith and trading away Russell Wilson, who had a disaster season. The Broncos came nowhere near the playoffs. Pete Carroll kind of looks like a genius right now for kind of pushing for that decision. So again, the Seahawks, great story. Geno Smith, amazing story. Pete Carroll, one of the best coaches in the NFL. I just don't think they have enough to slow down the 49ers. In particular, the Seahawks' run defense has been a little bit of an issue. They're also really bad at stopping tight ends. They give up the most yards per game to tight ends in the entire NFL. Therefore, I think McCaffrey and Kittle are both going to have big days. I just don't see how the Seahawks combat that. Definitely give me the 49ers to move past the Seahawks in game one. Game two is a really interesting one, and in my opinion, the most exciting matchup in the first round of the playoffs, and that's the Chargers against the Jaguars. Now, coming into this year, the Chargers were a very popular pick around the NFL. A lot of people like the Chargers to make some noise this year to at least get into the playoffs, maybe advance further. I picked them as a playoff team this year. They fell just short last year in that crazy Week 18 overtime game against the Raiders. This offseason, they made a couple of key additions on their defense. Their offense has been elite for a while. Their defense needed a little bit of help. They went out 
out and got Khalil Mack, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. That was one of the reasons I was high on the Chargers, and I think why a lot of people were high on the Chargers. Well, here they are. We're going to get to see Justin Herbert in his first playoff game of his career. Look, it's not a hot take that Justin Herbert is one of the promising young quarterbacks in the NFL. He's on his way up, it seems. He lights it up. He has all the tools that you want, but this is going to be his first time in the playoffs as well. He failed to get there in his first couple of years. He's there now. I'm excited to see how he looks in the postseason in this kind of a clutch game. But he has the Jacksonville Jaguars to deal with, who are one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Trevor Lawrence has taken a huge leap forward. On my season preview episode, I actually picked the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the AFC South. They were a super long shot. I think they were plus 700 or plus 750. Big long shot. That was one of my big surprise picks this year. It came through. They did win the South. My reasoning was, look, the night and day difference between having Urban Meyer and Doug Peterson as a head coach is going to be light years of difference for the development of Trevor Lawrence. Now, as the year has gone along, Trevor Lawrence has just gotten better and better and better. And now he's starting to look a lot like that prospect that he was coming out of college when everybody said he was one of the highest rated quarterback prospects of all time. Remember, he was being compared. There was one comparison that said from a professional professional NFL scout that Trevor Lawrence is if Peyton Manning had more mobility. I mean, that's like elite praise for anybody. That's what they were calling Trevor Lawrence. His rookie season was a bit of a bust. He was in a terrible situation. This year, they added some weapons on offense. They got him a real head coach. Their defense is much improved. And Trevor Lawrence has been playing like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I have been riding the Jaguars all year long. I've been high on them all season. I'm not changing my mind now. I think the train keeps rolling with the Jaguars. And they get it done at home again. The Chargers and Trevor Lawrence and the Jags advance to the second round of the playoffs. Okay, so that covers the two Saturday games. Let's move on to Sunday. The first game on Sunday is the Buffalo Bills against the Miami Dolphins. Look, kind of unfortunate situation for the Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa with all of the concussions. He is not going to be able to play in this game. Look, Tua had a very interesting season. I said all the concussions, the head injuries. When he was on the field, he looked really good this year. He took a huge step forward with his new head coach as well, Mike McDaniel. They also, of course, went out and got him Tyreek Hill. When Tua was healthy this year and when Tua was playing in the limited time that we saw him, he looked phenomenal. For a little bit, he was even starting to work his way into the MVP conversation, so it's unfortunate that he didn't get to play a full season. It's very unfortunate for the Dolphins in general that Tua is not going to be able to appear in the playoff game. Their second string quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, is not going to be able to play either. He has a broken finger that he is dealing with, so they're going with third stringer Skylar Thompson. In my opinion, this gives them zero chance whatsoever to upset the Buffalo Bills. To be honest, even if Tua was playing, I think that the Bills still probably would have won by double digits, but at least Tua in there would have gave them a chance to win the game. With Skylar Thompson in there, to me, there's just no way that can possibly happen. 
Look, the Bills have been one of the best teams in the league all year long. They're also hot right now. They were super hot in the beginning of the season. They stumbled a little bit in the middle, but, you know, they're rolling right now. They look like they were supposed to look this time of year coming into the season. They were the most popular Super Bowl pick around the NFL. A lot of people were picking the Bills to get it done with how far Josh Allen has come along. They have an excellent offense. They have a very good defense as well. They're one of the most complete teams in the NFL. And look, this team is going to go as far as Josh Allen takes them. We all know the disaster that happened at the end of last season. They took the lead against the Chiefs with 13 seconds left in regulation. Somehow Mahomes still was able to force overtime and then get it done in the extra period. Josh Allen gave him everything he could handle, but the bigger storyline with Josh Allen from that postseason, in those games he played, the Patriot game, he basically played a perfect game of football. You couldn't play any better than he possibly played in that game, and he was absolutely phenomenal against the Chiefs. It's just Mahomes pulled out some magic at the end. He needs to have another postseason run like he had last year, pick right where he left off, be that unstoppable force that he is when he's at his best, and sky is the limit for the Buffalo Bills. Definitely don't see them stumbling against the Miami Dolphins, especially not with Skylar Thompson, but probably not with Tua Tagovailoa or Teddy Bridgewater either. Moving on now to the second game on the Sunday slate, which is in my opinion the most difficult game to pick, and that is the New York Giants and and the Minnesota Vikings. Look, on paper, the Vikings are the better team. They obviously have a much better record. They're loaded on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense is a little suspect. Don't really trust the Vikings defense, but they have all the weapons on offense. To me, the big issue with the Vikings is Kirk Cousins. It's been well documented his struggles in primetime games during his career, but it goes beyond that. Kirk Cousins has struggled just against winning teams in general. I saw a crazy stat recently that Kirk Cousins, his career career record is 12 and 41 when he faces off against teams that finished that season with a winning record. That's really bad. That's unbelievable that his record is that bad against winning teams like that. Obviously, the Giants are a winning team. They're in the playoffs. They got a wild card spot. This is going to be one of those games for Kirk Cousins. National TV, everybody watching. Can he get it done this time? He usually doesn't in these spots. Like that game against the Packers was a big one. Just a couple of weeks ago, he played one of his worst games. He played in a primetime game against the Dallas Cowboys and got absolutely destroyed. So again, it kind of seems like in those big spots, those everybody watching type of games, Kirk Cousins really kind of crumbles under that pressure. Here we are in a playoff scenario. Is he going to be able to rise above it? Or will the Giants get it done? Which to me, the Giants are one of the biggest surprises this year as well. I had them as a bottom five team coming into this season. So I was dead wrong about the Giants' chances this year. Saquon has had his best season since his rookie year. Daniel Jones looks great, especially running the ball. Look, the thing that's made all the difference in the world for the Giants is their head coaching change as well. Head coaches matter in the NFL. And if you haven't noticed a little bit of a trend for some of these teams I've been talking about, even the Vikings too, a lot of these guys have new head coaches and this team has moved to a different level. Head coaching matters in the NFL. It matters matters in football a lot more than it matters in a lot of other sports. Daniel Jones and the Giants is another example with Brian Dayball coming in, bringing in this new system. He seems to have built the offense the right way scheme-wise around Daniel Jones. Now, they're missing talent 
in wide receivers. That's what they have to focus on in the offseason is get some wide receivers. It's not like they haven't tried. They signed Kenny Galladay. That was obviously a bust. They drafted Wandale Robinson. He got hurt. So they are trying to get Daniel Jones more weapons. They're going to have to try a little bit harder this year. But Dayball has just been scheming ways to win games for the Giants. They do it ugly. They do it in close games. On paper, the Giants still aren't very good, especially on offense. They have a lot of holes offensively. They have holes on defense as well. But they believe in the system. They believe in Dayball. And I think that the Giants are going to find a way to get one more win this year. They're going to find a way to beat the Vikings. In particular, I think their defense is going to give Kirk Cousins some problems. I think they're going to beat up on their offensive line. They're going to slow down Dalvin Cook's running game. They're going to get after Cousins a little bit. I think Cousins is going to make a couple of mistakes. And the Giants are going to find a way to squeak out a victory against the Vikings. Okay, third and final game on the Sunday slate is the Cincinnati Bengals against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Ravens are in a little bit of a similar situation to the Miami Dolphins, and that's because they are going to be without their starting quarterback as well. Lamar Jackson has officially been ruled out for the game. He had been questionable leading up to the game. He hasn't played in a while, but it was looking like maybe he could make a return for the playoffs. That's not going to happen. He's not going to play. Tyler Huntley might not play either. Either. So it's either going to be Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown starting for the Ravens. And I'm going to say the same thing about the Ravens that I said about the Dolphins is that with a third string or even a second string quarterback, I really don't give them any chance of upsetting a team as good as the Cincinnati Bengals. And also to be perfectly honest, like I said about Tua, even if Lamar Jackson was playing this game, I wouldn't give them much of a chance to beat the Bengals either. The Ravens defense is very good. They can run the ball. I just don't think they have enough to be the team as stacked as the Cincinnati Bengals are. The Bengals are loaded on offense, obviously. Joe Burrow looks like he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL for a long time. He is right in that mix with Josh Allen and with Patrick Mahomes as this guaranteed next generation of superstar quarterbacks. They're the three guys right now. And then there's, you know, Herbert's coming, Trevor Lawrence is coming. Those guys could elevate to that level. But when you're looking at the three quarterbacks at the top for the future, right now, it's Allen, Mahomes, and Burrow. Now, the Bengals' defense, too, a little bit underrated. They're good enough to get by with how good their offense is. It's good enough for Burrow to get things done. Their defense is highly capable enough of keeping it close enough that Burrow can win those tight games and put those drives together like he's shown he can do time after time. So, when it comes to this game against the Ravens, even if Lamar was playing, I would definitely be picking the Bengals, but without Lamar, I don't think the Ravens have any chance at all of pulling an upset here. Okay, now the sixth and final game of the wild card round is my Dallas Cowboys against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, this is an interesting game to me because everything you look at on paper when you go head to head in just about every department, any statistical category, anything on paper when breaking down and analyzing this game, the Cowboys are so much the better team in just about every area. Obviously, the only issue here here is that Tom Brady is the quarterback for the Buccaneers. Now, I don't have to list Tom Brady's resume. We all know he's the greatest quarterback ever. 
especially in the postseason. Best postseason career of any player ever by far. If any other quarterback was playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, literally just about any other quarterback, the Cowboys would probably be favored by 10 plus points in this game because they are that much of a better overall team. But they're playing Tom Brady. That's why it's only a three point spread. That's why it's probably going to be a close game. Brady does not get blown out, especially not in the playoffs. So this is probably going to be a tight one. But because of everything I said with how much better I think the Cowboys are as a team and all of the data and all the numbers support that, they are going to find a way to win this game. Now, in particular, I think that the defense, defensive line in particular, has to disrupt Tom Brady. The way Tom Brady has always been thrown off his game is when you can get pressure right up the gut, right down the middle, right in his face. He doesn't mind too much about players coming off the edge because he's so good at stepping up in the pocket. He doesn't like that pressure in his face. So what I want to see the Dallas Cowboys do in this game is line Micah Parsons up on the inside. He's done it plenty this year. He plays mostly on the edge, but he does move around and rush from different spots. In this game, I want to see him almost exclusively used in the middle of the defense. Either play him as a middle linebacker or a D-tackle or however However you want to do it, whoever you want to design it that way, but I want him rushing over the guards or the center and coming right at Brady up the middle because I think that will completely throw him off his game like it has done in the past. And Parsons has already shown he can rush the passer from anywhere. He's done it all season long. He's been on the inside plenty and has been very good on the inside. So I'd like to see the Cowboys take advantage of that matchup there, of that situation. I think that can be a key to the Cowboys' success. And then of course, it's the running game. Gotta feed Zeke, gotta feed Pollard. I know they will in the beginning of the game because that is what the Cowboys do. A couple times this season, I have seen Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator, play caller. Sometimes when the run's not working early, he has a tendency to sometimes get away from it a little bit too soon. Can't do that in this game. Have to stick with the running game. Let Zeke beat him up on the inside like he does to open up those explosive plays for Pollard. Stick with it no matter what. That'll open up the passing game for Dak Prescott. Take some of the pressure off of Dak because in my opinion, Dak is really feeling the pressure right now. That's why he's thrown an interception in seven straight games. That's why he leads the NFL in interceptions this season despite missing five games. So he has a ton more interceptions than everybody else right now. I think he's feeling the pressure of what he has to do in the playoffs. I think he's still kind of feeling that disappointing loss in the playoffs last year after their phenomenal season. Take the pressure off them, run the ball, have success with that, get after Tom Brady on defense, and for Dak to win this game, just don't turn the ball over. Be smart, play smart, We are the much better team, so play that way. Go in there with the confidence that it doesn't matter that Tom Brady's your quarterback. We are much better than you are, and we're going to win this game. I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to get it done. I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but in the end, I have the Cowboys coming out on top. Okay, let's now move on to the second round of the playoffs. Haven't talked about the Kansas City Chiefs yet. Same old Chiefs this year, right? They found a way to get the one seed, you know, despite the whole thing 
that happened with the Bills and the Bengals, and who knows if the Chiefs really would have had the one seed, but they do. Patrick Mahomes will play at home in the playoffs again. He's never gone on the road in any playoff game. Every playoff game of Mahomes' career so far has been in Kansas City. That will continue for at least their first game of the NFL playoffs, which, if my picks are correct, will be against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They would host them. Look, it's Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey. Jarek McKinnon had that breakout towards the end of the year. Different look with the receivers without Tyree Kill. But same old Chiefs, right? They have to win this game. They're at home. They're playing the Jaguars. Not so fast. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, I've been rolling with them all year. Give me the Jags to upset the Chiefs in Kansas City and go to the AFC Championship game where they will play the winner of the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals game. Awesome matchup. These are two of, in my opinion, the very best all-around top-to-bottom teams in the NFL. I think that is going to be an awesome playoff game if it is, in fact, Bengals against Bills. I could see it going either way. I see it being a shootout back and forth the whole way. Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen could look a lot like that Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Holmes game in the playoffs last year, but in the end, I do think Josh Allen is going to find a way to get it done. He will move on to the AFC Championship game to play the Jaguars, and look, I've been rolling with the Jaguars all year, but this is where it has to end. The Bills are just too good top to bottom, their defense, their offense, all of it. The Bills would be hosting this game in Buffalo. I think it'll be an amazing run for the Jags, an amazing season for Trevor Lawrence. Super bright future. We'll be talking about the Jags as can contenders next year. Trevor Lawrence is a possible MVP candidate for next season, but their Cinderella run, I think, will end in the AFC Championship as the Bills go to the Super Bowl. Moving on now to the NFC. I haven't talked about the Philadelphia Eagles. Look, they kind of slipped towards the end of the season. I know a lot of that had to do with Jalen Hurts getting hurt. They lost a couple games at the end there. They did still hold on to the number one seed. Hurts came back for that last game to do so. He looked a little rusty, but maybe he shook that rust off in that game. The rushing game has not been as dominant lately. Again, Hurts plays a factor in that, of course. The defense kind of slipped a little bit more towards the end of the season, not as dominant. So look, I think that the Eagles probably can turn it back on again for the playoffs. They were looking a lot better a few weeks ago than they are looking now. If my bracket is right, they'll be playing the Giants in that playoff game in Philadelphia. Really cool NFC East matchup there. I think that will also be a tight game because of the way the Giants play, this day ball scheme, this keep it close, ground and pounds, tough style of football that they play. I think it will be a close game, but I do think that the Eagles will find a way to pull that game out by a field goal in a close one in the fourth quarter sometimes. So a competitive game, but I do have the Eagles moving on. My other playoff matchup is going to be a rematch of a playoff game from last year, and that's the Cowboys against the 49. I think Dak Prescott is going to get his revenge in this game. I said before, I think that loss from last year has kind of been weighing on Dak Prescott all season. He's probably wishing he could have that one back. Here's his chance to get it back. I think he will play the 49ers. It'll be in San
San Francisco this time instead of Dallas. I think that's fine. Dak Prescott gets some redemption on the road in San Francisco. Everything I said about Micah Parsons against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, let's do it again against the 49ers. Let's put a whole ton of pressure on this rookie, inexperienced quarterback with only six starts under his belt. Pressure him all game, get in his face, force him to make quick decisions. I think he can make some mistakes. I think Dak can make enough plays on offense. Give me the Dak redemption game with the Cowboys moving on to the NFC Championship game to face off in another NFC East battle against the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, can you imagine that? The Cowboys and Eagles in the NFC Championship game. The buzz around that. That's such a heated rivalry. These two teams hate each other. Their fan bases hate each other. It would just be such an awesome NFC Championship matchup. Their season series this year was interesting. They split one-to-one, but we have not seen this year Dak Prescott against Jalen Hurts. In the first game, Cooper Rush started for the Cowboys while Dak was injured. In the second game, Gardner Minshew started for Jalen Hurts while Hurts was injured. So this would be the first time this season that we get Dak Prescott against Jalen Hurts. Heavyweight NFC matchup. Super rivalry game. Give me the Cowboys to get it done in that one as well. Where they will face the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. That was my Super Bowl pick last season. I'm making it my Super Bowl pick again this year with the same outcome. I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to defeat the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Same pick that I made last year. I was obviously wrong last year. Maybe I'll be right this year. Let's hope so. That's my Super Bowl pick. Cowboys over Bills. And with that being said, that is all I have for this episode of the podcast. I will be back again for more episodes in the future. This one was brought to you by La Rain, Pick'em Wars, Team Clicks, Fanatics, and Rave on Sports. All of those links can be found on my link tree. The direct link to that is on both my Twitter and Instagram pages in the bio. The handle is at Adam Hulse Sports. You can find all of them there. Make sure you follow me while you're at it. I hope to see you there. I hope you come back and join me again for another episode of this podcast. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.